Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kent's Five in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, TGIF, hope you're having a great end of the work week and getting ready for Spurs basketball. Yes, it's right around the corner. Can you believe it? Uh, some of the players are already reporting to camp. There actually was a uh, kind of an impromptu workout. Kelton Johnson was a part of it. A lot of the Spurs players were doing it, but yeah. Season's right around the corner. We'll be done with this off-season locked on Spurs, or we're just scrambling for content. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be looking ahead at the new season and looking at Devin Vassell. What is the soon-to-be NBA sophomore? Well, what are his expectations? What do Spurs fans expect from him? What do we expect from him going into next season? And then we'll catch you up with some Spurs news and notes. Uh, to help me do all this and more is Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, it's been a long time since you've been on Lockdown Spurs, but can can you blame me, man? There's really been nothing to talk about. There hasn't been nothing to talk about, and I actually took a a mental health break from social media and and some good time with uh, my family, you know, my friends, my kids, my wife, you know, and just kind of de stress and get away from social media before the start of the season because I don't think I've ever done that since the you know I've been doing this, Jeff. So it's been like four mm-hmm. years, five mm-hmm. years since I actually decided to take a little break. So. It's been great, man. You know, it's been really good to not have to argue with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully uh, whatever you say on this episode of Lockdown Spurs doesn't get you into some arguments. Make sure to follow Joe on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. And we'll be talking about more of what's going on in his neck of the woods and with his podcast at the end of the show. Joe, um, look, we are, well, the Spurs are in a transition. Uh, They are fully committed to the youth movement. We know Lonnie, we know KJ, we know Murray, White. They're, they're kind of like the the usual suspects when you think of the Spurs youth movement. But kind of on the side is Devin Vassell, uh, the soon-to-be sophomore in the NBA, is likely to see a spike in minutes, you know, perhaps more production out of him. Um, I guess we'll just get right to it, Joe, uh, before we kind of get an overall view of what's going on. What are his expectations? What should we expect from Vassell when the season starts? Uh, you're just going to want to look for the growth, you know, see how he's uh, how he's matured. You know, he had a lot of great skills. His raw skill set was was really good, you know, especially his defensive prowess out there, his ability to not make a lot of mistakes, even though he was a rookie, you know, was kind of surprising, you know, because rookies make a lot of mistakes, you know, <laughs> a lot of boneheaded mm-hmm. plays, but... Devin Vassell was very, uh, very wise beyond his years, you know, as he played. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to see a little bit more maturity. I want to see him, um, you know, maybe take uh, that ownership where you're not going to kind of defer. You're not going to wait. Again, if, it's all a combination. If you have an uh, open uh, shot, I don't know what's going on. Okay, I turned that off. <laughs> if you have an open shot, go ahead and take it. If, you know, you see something that you maybe you can work with as far as being aggressive, and go to the rim. I, I like to see him be a little bit more astute and, and go ahead and take that um, take that next step forward and actually going ahead and driving to the rim and, mm-hmm. you know, looking for his own shot a little bit more. I think uh, in his rookie year, he was absorbing, learning, uh, and seeing what, you know, with the, with what the players were doing out there on the court, because there's a lot of learning as you're, as you're stepping into your rookie season, especially learning the Spurs offense which is notoriously hard to learn jeff so mm-hmm. given all those uh things that were put in front of him i think he did a, an outstanding job but right. you just want to see him 
mature, you know, and and be a little bit more aggressive, look for his own shot a little bit more this season. And it's going to be interesting to see yeah. growth in this, you know, very young player. Joe, can you expect him to be coming in and out of the starting lineup or do you expect him to really be just kind of that bench rotational player? I Something just tells me that Coach Pop is going to have him coming off as that bench rotational player. I mean, if somebody gets injured, I mean, your name can always be called up. Your number can be called up, you know. Uh, you always have to mm-hmm. be ready for that. But something just tells me that Coach Pop kind of, you know, likes this young man coming off the bench. I think he uh, gives a little bit more depth to the bench unit. Uh, so I think he's going to wind up staying there, uh, barring you know any injuries to the starters. Right, right, right. Obviously, yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad you brought up the bench because we talked about this in the one of the uh, earlier uh, World Past Lockdown Spurs about the Spurs bench kind of at least right now looking kind of thin. Um, very, it's very heavy, inexperienced. Uh, a lot of unproven players. Lucas Ominich, for example. You know, Trey Jones. How's he going to fit in? And you got Devin Vassell, you know, going into the sophomore season, you know, and likely to see a spike in minutes. Um, I think you're right. Maybe it's probably best to keep him on the bench to add some punch. Because, Joe, what we saw in his rookie season, he could do a little bit on both ends of the court, can't he? He can, Jeff. I mean, you'd like uh, what you saw to the young man as far as his ability to shoot the ball. He could shoot a three, you know, and and the way he was just able to stay in front of his defender, you know, how he defended, Mm -hmm. uh, he was just great, you know, like. He could just stay in front of his uh, his player, you know, um, get up and down the court. Lateral quickness is there. Uh, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Doesn't uh, right. over uh, extend himself and make stupid fouls, you know. And that's uh, saying a lot, especially for a rookie. You know, they make a lot of those ticky tacky fouls like they would do, let's say, against a seasoned veteran such as James Harden, where they get caught reaching and they put their hand too close and boom, mm-hmm. they they hit him going on the way up and send him to the line, you know, in a in a critical game situation. Didn't do a lot of that, you know. So overall, the the way he's able to handle himself out there is like he's wise beyond his years. But mm-hmm. I, I want to see his see his growth this season. But a lot of great things that you saw out of this young man. It, 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 it's just face it. We're still going to see some mistakes, though, right? Uh, you know, he yeah. was in an unusual situation last year with the pandemic, shortened season, um, kind of was thrown to the fire, which I think is going to bode well for him next season. Uh, just being tossed in there as because he had to. They needed bodies. Things going to work well for him. But Joe, I guess one thing I'm trying to get at here is I hope Pop doesn't pull the reins on him. I think with Vassell, he's going to have more mistakes as he's going to see more time on the court. Joe, I think it'd probably be beneficial for him if Pop simply just lets him be himself and let him learn through those ups and downs. Yeah, that's what he's going to have to do. You know, he's going to have to go ahead and just put him out there and and let him kind of figure things out as he's playing. You know, and then I think that's going to be the consensus for this team moving forward. I'm going to write, uh, write an article based on history kind of repeating itself. And I think that's exactly what we're getting ready to to do at this point. Because you remember, Jeff, the days that harkened back in and to before we got the uh, we we drafted David Robinson. Then the Spurs drafted David Robinson, a bona fide star, mm-hmm. you know, made a big splash with the team and changed the dynamic of the team right away. A lot of heartache as far as the growth development and going into the playoffs and getting knocked out of the first first round. A lot of heartache. And I think that's exactly what's happening with the Spurs right now. And, you know, you've seen young players such as Devin Vassell. You have, like, you know, other other rookies that are coming in into the fray as well as Primo and, you know, uh, Wieskamp, you right. know. 
So, I mean, this is going to be a transitional period for the team. And again, it's history kind of repeating itself. In order for the team to get better, they're going to have to make a lot of mistakes. There's going to be a lot of heartbreak here. And it might not be, you know, where we're going to see this team go and, you know, make a miraculous turnaround, you know, with this young core. And they're going to win 50 plus games. We got to set our expectations mm. and be realistic. The 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 thing of the season or, or the battle cry of the season should be look at the growth and development of the players. That's the only way they're going to get better. They're going to get better by making boneheaded moves, uh, you know, mistakes out there in the court, you know, but it's going to sharpen them and get them better. And that's what I look forward to, like, you know, with players like Devin Vassell and seeing their their growth and development. But again, you know, Spurs fans, if, if history is going to repeat itself, you have to get behind this team. You cannot be a fair weather fan or a bandwagon fan and only want to be here when things are good. Because me and Jeff are a testament to that. We were with this team when they were absolutely horrible, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to be there and you got to, it's kind of like you're growing along with the players. So when you get right. back to the promised right. land, it means that much more because you feel like you actually contributed, even though you're not on the court, you contributed by your support. You know, and being out there right. and being with this team through thick and thin, I think that's going to be something that Spurs fans are going to kind of have to get used to. But seeing the young players develop, come into their own, it's a process and it starts this season. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. Absolutely does. And uh, Devin Vassell is going to play a big factor into that in, and obviously the uh, youth movement. We're talking with Joe Garcia with Two Shots Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, so take a look at what Devin Vassell did last season in his rookie year. Not too shabby, you know, considering you know, everything that he had to go through. You know, no, there was, remember, there was no summer league. He had his first summer league after his rookie year. Usually that doesn't happen. There was really not much of a training camp. He was drafted and then right into the fire. And, of course, as we mentioned, he was thrown into the fire because of the situation the Spurs had to deal with. Pandemic, they got hit with COVID. You know, remember that grueling second-half schedule? It was like every other day. Even I was getting tired. I was like, there's no break. It was like every other day. He was a part of that. But nevertheless, in 62 games, he averaged 5.5 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, shot 40% from the field, 35% from the three-point line, and uh, yeah, 84% from the free throw line. Joe, obviously I think you want to see him improve, but I've had to pick a couple of areas. I, I would like to see the field goal percentage go up a tick a bit. I mean, 41% is respectable, but I think it could be a little better. Uh, obviously the three-point shooting, the Spurs need help in that department. Free throw shooting, I was actually surprised by that. 84%, Joe, your thoughts? 84%, I mean, said. 
if the kid gets fouled, more than likely he's going to go ahead and make his free throws. You know, mm-hmm. at least he's not in the in the 50, 60 percent, you know, range. Yeah. 84.3 percent. You can pretty, you know, much. Uh, Money, let's say you yeah. rest assured that the kid's going to be yeah. gold for you. And he's going to come through for you in the clutch in case, let's say, if the game gets close and, you know, every every point counts when you're down to two minutes in the fourth quarter and you're down by one. You can count on this kid being able to get fouled, go to the stripe, and knock down at least two shots for you. You know, mm-hmm. they're guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, but 84.3% is is pretty darn good, I got to say. So other areas that he could improve on, like you said, for, you know, three fill, uh, the three-point shooting percentage could, could be improved on a little bit. You know, I mean, he's not bad when he shoots from beyond the arc. He has a good release, which I like. I think that if he worked on his three-point shooting, a little bit more, he could be a prolific uh, three-point shooter because he has mm-hmm. a great release and a really good stroke. You know, his form is impeccable, you know, so I'd like to see him improve in that area a little bit. His assists is, aren't, aren't bad, but again, you know, it could be maybe improved on a bit. He's at 0.9 assists, just a tad under one assist per game. So again, you know, just seeing the dynamic of the game and getting a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more acclimated out there. I think that is going to increase uh, this coming season. But there's certain areas of the game that he can definitely uh, work on. We extend it out. And again, just basing uh, what we have that his rookie season. And uh, we look at this per 36. This per 36 is actually pretty good. Uh, it stretched out to 11.6 points per game. He shoots about. Uh, 35% from the three-point line, uh, 41% from the free-throw line. Joe, I, I think that's what we sh- hopefully should expect. You know, he's going to see his minutes tick up. and see what he did in his rookie season. He averaged about 17. Maybe he goes up to about 25, 26. I would like to see some sort of progression like that, double-figure scoring and still being that uh, defensive force. Your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, you know, and I was uh, one of the things I was looking at is I was looking at five man combinations uh, and where Devin Vassell actually excelled. Uh, and surprisingly enough, Jeff, he excelled when he had some veteran leadership on the gro- on the court. And one of the lineups that well, there's he not going to be that at, many of that, Joe. <laughs> season. No, not, oh, not this season. But last season, uh, one of the lineups that he flourished in was when they ran Rudy Gay, Patty Mills. Uh, they had DeJounte Murray, Yaka Portal in there. They were a plus 27.2. Uh, per 100 possession, possessions as far as the points go, point differential. And when I'm looking at the other uh, lineup that was quite productive with him in it, uh, he was doing actually pretty good when they had uh, Keldon Johnson, Patty Mills, mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray, Jakob Portal, and he, of course he was in the lineup as well. That lineup was at a plus 25.3. Now we take out Patty Mills, who are we going to insert in there? Are we going to insert a, a one Bryn Forbes or who's going to be the SG, the shooting guard? You know, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how he is going to flourish uh, with the five man combinations this season. It's going to be interesting to see which is the best five man combination that the Spurs have. Particularly what I'm going to look at is the bench play, you know, and how well they're going to be responding. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, Jeff, they're not going to have a lot of veteran leadership on here. No, so, no, no. you know, it's it's going to be. Uh, a trying time, let's put it like that, Jeff. Absolutely, uh, we're we're talking about his defensive end, or, or, or you know his abilities on that, and we we saw that last year. We saw him getting the steals, like at least one or more in a stretch of games. Uh, he even was played smart, 
He had a stretch of games as well last year with zero turnovers. So he plays very well. Of course, you know, it's limited minutes, you know, less room to make mistakes. But again, you have a foundation here that the Spurs are definitely going to work with. Uh, you're looking at, uh, let's look at some defensive number here, steals. I'd like to see that go up a little bit more. He averaged just an under one at 0.7. I'd like to see that at least a two next season. Uh, you know, rebounds, 2.8. I'd like to see that double. I'd like to see about six. Joe, are do you think Spurs fans are going to give him more room to grow, or do you think Spurs fans are going to expect a big leap in his production next year? I think Spurs fans are going to expect a big leap, not only out of Devin Vassell, but of all these young players. Spurs fans' expectations for this team are at an all-time high. Let's let's be honest. But are they going to be able to live up to the expectation? I, I don't think so, Jeff. And that's Again, when I said, you know, history kind of repeating itself, you got to kind of look to the past in order to see where this team's future is going to go. Uh, based on what they have right now, they don't have a bona fide star on the team. They have a lot of pieces. They have a, a lot of young place, players on, on the team, but they still need a lot of seasoning. They still need to learn a lot, you know, as far as their the certain aspects of the game, you know. So Devin Vassell, certainly I'm excited to see him get his time to shine and as well as some of the other younger players. I know everybody has, you know, expectations for one Lonnie Walker as well. Right. Um, and, you know, the verdict's out on that. And let's see how how well they respond. But this is definitely the year of the youth movement. And I think we just need to go ahead and embrace that. But looking at Devin Vassell's shot chart, it looks like a lot of his shots, Jeff, when he when he's really in the zone, when he's in, you know, really hot, and they're coming from the mid-range. You know, which he had a really good mid-range game. And you can also see that he's getting to the rim. You know, he's getting to the rim and he's making his shots, you know. So he's getting a lot of uh, easy buckets there as well. So can you imagine what will happen if he get, becomes a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more assertive, you know, and, and confident? Uh, I think that it can be a really solid player. And I think Coach Pop having him coming off that bench gives that second unit uh, a boost, you know, something that right. they're surely going to need uh, trying to stay competitive this coming season. Mm -hmm. So I think Devin Vassell is going to be one of those players you're definitely going to want to watch to see how he responds in the absence of our veterans uh, mm -hmm. with that second unit. Yeah, he took a veteran role with the Summer League uh, squad uh, out in Vegas and Utah. Uh, they were going to him to lead that young squad. I think it's going to do well for him next season as well, knowing that he can come in and, you know, hopefully implement some of those leadership skills that he picked up out in summer league. You know, we're talking about his offensive end, you know, we're you know, specifically shooting. I, I was surprised. He's actually a pretty good catch and shoot player. He shoots about 49% in those situations, Joe, but less than 10 feet, only 18% field goal percentage. He, he It seems to me he's having those little chip shots, you know, again, you got to couch this all that he was only averaging about 11 minutes a game. So limited time, but, I guess what we're trying to get at is there's going to be plenty of room for growth from Vassell. I actually think he won't be in the, under the spotlight, like heavy spotlight, heavy uh, hot seat entering his third season. I think Spurs fans are still going to give him a little bit of benefit doubt this upcoming season, but circling back, uh, Joe, your thoughts on just his shooting overall, you know, uh, surprising good catch and shoot uh, player, but not really well around the rim. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. 
Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customers, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. He's not well around the rim, but he can. He's still gonna get his uh, opportunities. And just looking at the ch- at the shot chart that I'm seeing, he had a lot of opportunities around the rim where maybe he couldn't beat somebody off the dribble. But if he's coming off a screen or he's going ahead and being aggressive, trying to fight for the rebound or even the the quick putback, uh, he was successful in doing that. You know, finding his space or his place on the actual court, uh, being in the right place at the right time. Uh, to be opportunistic, let's put it like that, because he had a, quite a bit of shots from one foot out, you know, uh, even zero feet out, two feet out, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But, you know, trying to go ahead and uh, be a catch and shoot player, you know, 12 feet, 14 feet, you know, I'm looking at some of the shots he's made, 18 feet out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can he can make those shots, but it looks like he's favoring the left side of the court more than he is the right. A lot of his shots that he was very uh, good at sinking down, especially from beyond the arc were all corner shots and it's and they were mostly coming from the left side. So mm-hmm. it looks like he's favoring that left side of the court uh, more often than not. So you want to see him kind of diversify that and work on actually being able to knock down shots. Either if you're favoring the left, that's great, but teams are going to catch on. So he needs to start kind of practicing and trying to connect from the right side a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I, they're going to we'll figure him out, Jeff. Yeah, I think with the Spurs having Doug McDermott um, in, in in uniform, Bryn Forbes back. I think that's going to help uh, Vassell if he's paired with him on the court. He's going to open up the uh, the lanes. You know, he's he's definitely an attacker. He he's a slash. We see him do. We saw him do it a lot last season. So I think that's going to help him next season. You know, he loves to be uh, on the court with Dejounte Murray. Nineteen uh, percent of uh, passes to him came from Dejounte Murray last season. Uh, Patty Mills no longer, DeMar DeRozan no longer. He got a lot of uh, veteran help, uh, at least passes. So the veterans did believe in him. They're gone. So I think you're going to want to see White and and Vassell kind of get some chemistry together. Keldon and him kind of get some chemistry together. This is all a learning experience for Vassell. And I, I think you do give him kind of a mulligan for last year and what it was, what he had to deal with. But, Joe, uh, you know, come more minutes, it's going to probably come more mistakes. 
So Spurs fans should definitely be ready for Vassell's learning education, if you will, in the NBA to continue. Joe, any final thoughts on Devin Vassell before we transition to some Spurs news and notes? No, you know, it looks like the kid's a strong finisher, though. I got to add, you know, at the rim, yeah. he was 25 of 38, which that was his highest uh, field goal per- shooting percentage when he was mm-hmm. at the rim at 0.658. So the kid's brave. He's not scared of nothing, you know, and especially yeah. being aggressive yeah. going to the rim. So I'd like to see that uh, aggression uh, take hold and, and let's see how he plays this coming season. But exciting nonetheless, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for Devin Vassell as he's likely to see an increase in minutes, playing time, be a heavy key rotational player off the bench for the Spurs. Once again, we are with Joe Garcia. He is with Two Shots Podcast. Uh, he'll tell us tell us everything about what's going on uh, with Two Shots as the Spurs new season inches closer in just a few minutes. Joe, you've been away from lockdown Spurs for a while, so let's catch you up and Spurs fans up on some news and notes that they may have missed joe here we go again vegas spurs ben simmons after the news dropped that ben simmons says that he wants out of philly 100 he ain't even going to show up to training camp vegas redid their odds and they now have the spurs at the number four spot as a likely destination for ben simmons uh should he or when he gets traded i should say joe you buying or selling that at this juncture, I'm going to have to sell that. I, I just don't think that – I don't see the Spurs pulling the trigger on that. I just don't. But, you know, when are we going to start the rumor mill for Carl Anthony Towns, who is also right. rumor When is that starting? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure the rumor rumor mill will get started pretty soon, and the Vegas odds makers will spin something in regards to that. But we've been hearing about Ben Simmons exactly. just about all summer long, Jeff. I'm like, I guess it was a, a slow uh, – a slow summer for, for media news because they were spending that like crazy. It was a clickbait uh, mecca. You know, you just put Ben definitely Simmons was. anywhere and there you go. You know, there's your clickbait. Oh, it'll so. definitely get you clicks for sure. Yeah. If you just type yeah. in Ben Simmons right now, you're, you're in. So yep. I'm selling too. I, I just, you know, the, the steep price that Daryl Morey wants for Simmons, the Spurs would have to give up plenty. I mean, it's almost half their roster to make it happen. Um, unless they get a third team involved. I mean, that's the only way I could think of it happening. But if it's a straight-up Spurs-Sixers deal, yeah, it's just too much. Uh, we'll see what happens. The saga of Ben well, Simmons like and the this. Sixers. Go ahead. Let's put it like this, Jeff. If they go ahead and the Spurs surprise everyone and they make a move, and they make a move for Ben Simmons, would you be happy or would you be upset that they got him? I, I would be happy that at least we have a um, – a GM, a front office that's aggressive, is not afraid to make moves and shake things up. I think that'll be a breath of fresh air. You're bringing in an all-star. I mean, he is an all-star. He is a, a, one of the best defensive players. Uh, he, he, I mean, the Spurs don't have a, an all-star. They don't have one at all. Not no. one Spur player on this roster right now can say they've been to the all-star game. Ben Simmons fills that void. At least he gives you some sort of franchise piece to work with. but. You're kind of back to square one. You're kind of doing what Philly did. They tried to surround him with three-point shooters, and it just didn't work. They brought in Seth Curry. Didn't work. Um, you know, uh, he, he shrank. Uh, ben Simmons shrank in the, in the, in the playoffs. So, overall, you know, they bring him in, fine. You know, just prepare for your, no, not, nobody left on the roster. If they don't, fine. You stick with this youth movement and keep on pushing forward. Yeah. The Ben Simmons Spurs saga continues on. 
And yeah, Vegas says the Spurs definitely have a good shot. More news and notes here in case you missed some stuff. Um, so if you're a professional basketball player, Joe, you think you can handle a high schooler, right? You should be able to handle a high school basketball player. Well, apparently not for Kelvin Johnson. Uh, he recently showed up at Lanier High School in San Antonio, and he took on one of the high school basketball players in a, just a game of hoops. I think it was like a first to 21 points. And Joe, he lost, Joe. He lost. The high school girl basketball player was jumping up and down. The crowd was cheering. Kelden was being a good sport. I guess what I'm getting at, Joe, is just good to see the Spurs out in the community. Yeah, it is. And we, are we sure he lost and he just didn't lose to, uh, to give this? Joe, you're saying he threw it away? You saying he threw maybe it? He did. Maybe he did, man. But it's all good because you know what? He made somebody's day. He's giving them that confidence to, you know, really believe in themselves and and use that momentum to be a better player. So good on Keldon, you know. Even if he did it on purpose, he didn't. Hey, either way, he's helping the community and and he's uh inspiring the youth, you know. So let's leave it like that. Well, speaking of the community and Keldon Johnson. I had an exclusive interview with him recently. You can read that on Kenneth5.com slash Spurs, uh, where he talked about being part of the San Antonio community and sharing his love for Lanier High School. Now, you're asking, well, why Lanier High School? Well, uh, he's been going to their gym since his rookie year, and uh, that school has opened the doors for them figuratively and literally. He has access 24 hours a day to the gym. He donated you know, I was actually the one who broke that news in San Antonio that he donated a uh, basketball equipment worth over ten thousand uh, dollars to the high school. Uh, he just says that the, he loves being in San Antonio. Joe, your thoughts? Well, that's good. You know, I think Keldon is one of these uh, special players who's going to really be impactful on and off the court. And you can already see that happening. Not only that, but he's also an Olympic, you know, a gold medal Olympic champion who loves the city of San Antonio and the city of San Antonio loves him back. It's just, it's just the, the perfect storm for Kelvin here. I hope mm. he sticks around oh. for a while, Jeff, because who doesn't love this kid, man? He's just so exactly. funny out there on the court too, with his youthful energy. Isn't yeah, that what they said? Yeah. I was going to oh. say, isn't that what they said from the, over there at the, the Olympic games that they, yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. just like a kind of like a big kid. Yeah, exactly. So you love that. You know, you you need somebody to kind of inject that youthful energy and be funny out there on the court and be the comic relief. You know, and I think that's what exactly. Keldon is. Plus, he's a hell of a, a basketball player as well. Yeah, he is expecting big things from him uh, as soon as the season starts in just a few short weeks. And finally, Nike has released their new uh, shoes, the Air Force One Lows. And although they are not officially affiliated with the Spurs, but they're playing a tribute to the Spurs and their Fiesta colors. Uh, it's an all-white low-top sneaker. Uh, the Nike swoosh is in the Fiesta colors. And on the, the back of the shoe, Joe, it, it then has the swoosh again, but it, then it has all the Fiesta colors. Uh, Nike says this is just their homage to the Spurs. It seems to me, Joe, that any business that wants to make money, just slap the, the Fiesta colors on an item and you'll make money. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what the consensus is right now. And I'm, I'm looking at the pictures, Jeff, and I'm just like, all right. You know, it's not like. You're not going to get them? I'm, no, man. It's just like, they're all right, dude. I'm just yeah, like, I'm on the fence about those. 
it's not enough to make me want to be like, man, now I got to have those, yeah. you know, and then you have the other end of the spectrum where you've seen some of the old uh, custom shoes, you know, the Nike Air Force Ones lows uh, yeah. that, you know, some of the some of these artists uh, go ahead and customize and they're a little over the top. So trying to find that perfect balance, Jeff, it's hard, you know, but if they put the city of San Antonio skyline, you know, that we always see everywhere and yeah, maybe yeah. I'd be inclined to do that, you know. Are you gonna get the Reebok Kamikaze twos, the ones that they paid the tribute to the uh, Spurs uh, Fiesta colors? I saw that too, dude. I don't know, man. I'm just not feeling these kicks, man. I don't know what it is. It's just it just doesn't scream at me like I gotta have them. I even remember even the Dejounte Murray uh, yeah. colorway Fiesta colorways that he had. Mm-hmm. They were all right, you know. But oh, I, I got I a pair know, of those. Man. I have them. You sport them around? I have not. I'm still breaking them in. I actually have. The Fiesta ones and then the ones he paid tribute to Seattle, the kind of the maroon and white ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, Those are actually very, very nice. Those are nice. Um, I like those yeah. a lot. You but, don't want to crease uh, for, them, though. I know. I don't want to crease them. And, but for those who've never bought the DeJounte Murray uh, line, heads up, you're going to have to really work them in. Yeah. They they need yeah, to work them in. Yeah. They're, they're, they're tight. They're real tight. So it takes a while for them to break them in. But uh, no, I know I've been enjoying uh, that line of a shoes he um if i have a source who told me that uh they recently new balance and Dejounte recently did a um uh photo shoot so he, he definitely has more stuff on the way what specifically i was not told but you know spurs fans will eat it up if especially if there's fiesta colors on these shoes need to come in white with jeff because i i wear white with i got a white foot you know yeah i don't know if i can fit in the regular shoes you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it stretched the regular shoe out other than tearing it, but hopefully right. they become in wide width for, for the people that have white feet like I do. And uh, finally, Joe, let's talk about you. What's going on at two shots podcast. A lot of things happening, huh? Yeah, we got a lot of things happening. I mean, we just recently hired a professional voice actor uh, who just did a brand new intro for us. I'm working on the outro uh, and working on certain aspects of the show, you know, we're doing a complete overhaul on the show itself. So it's not just going to be San Antonio Spurs basketball talk anymore. We're going to add other elements in there. It's going to be a lot more fun. It's going to broaden, broaden the spectrum of what we cover. And I think it's just going to be fun for the the whole uh, fan base out there because now we can talk about the world of sports and not just talk about San Antonio Spurs basketball, you know? But, oh, Joe, you might need that because we know next season is going to be a long one. We, we know it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a long couple seasons let's be it, honest it, yeah, it's going to be a long start. season yeah I, you know I, what i'm actually like, getting ready for that like like if it goes the way many projected to go i mean was it vegas 28 wins for the spurs next season yeah Woo, wait i mean how can you write like what do you write about like seriously what do you write about on a team the that, way that you, potentially the way you could be losing the way you spin it is at least the spurs don't have to tank you know they can go oh, ahead me, and get well, Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that because I, I, I'm, I'm kind of pro tank light. I, I would <laughs> yeah. not mind this current crop of Spurs um, to get into uh, the top ten and bring in a power player if none of these guys pan out. You know, let's just say yeah. Keldon plateaus and you know, he is what he is right now. You know, and it's just still not enough. You know what? Well, you know, you never like know that. how this season can play out, Jeff and. All I'm saying is history repeats itself, and you remember the days before the Admiral came. 
and it's going to be like that meme that we yeah. see or that, yeah. that we see kids before, from before the admiral came, before the admiral came your leading score for the spurs was a beat up old dominique wilkins exactly hey he, he still had some he had some tread on him still you know yeah he did kudos he to did, him for, for coming in they and just stepping gave in. him the ball every time yeah. down the court it's all it yeah, was just it, beat dominique the weird thing was is that he was actually out of the NBA. He was playing overseas, yep. and the Spurs called him up, and he came back and played with us, and then that was it. That was his last hurrah in the NBA. But, uh, yeah, it's like I was saying, it's getting back. It's going to be – this season's going to be like that meme or that gift that we see on, on Twitter most of the time from Mr. T. Pain. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it, Jeff. Pain. That's it right you there. Know, that's, that's the mantra. That's her battle cry for this season. And you know what? The Spurs don't necessarily have to tank um, if they're if we go ahead and believe what the Vegas odd makers have said and everybody else is saying about this team, they might not have to tank. But hopefully, everybody's wrong. And <laughs> There's that. They, yeah, they maybe put they on don't have show. to tank. Yeah, yeah. So we can just be hopeful, Jeff. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Do that right now uh, to catch up on what's going on with him and his. Uh, sports show that's coming out see and i can say spurs it's a sports show so and we're gonna don't... actually be able to talk too about uh, a little bit of what's going on in the the geek world you know so we we're gonna be able to geek out so when i have you on as a guest we can talk about star wars and anything else you'd want to talk about as far as what's going on in the geek world can you believe they're gonna remake the lost boys that's just I, that's just oh, not right man that's just not right you don't do that an abomination it's going to be an abomination. There's some movies that they just they just need to leave them alone. You know, and that's one. Of that's them. one of them. Yeah. Just just that's don't. one of them, yeah. Exactly. Or, or the all Goonies. Right. Oh, the Goonies is another one, Jeff. We're rioting in the streets from all the 80s kids if they try yeah. to redo that. Uh follow uh well, make sure to check out Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. Uh, we will be back in with more frequency starting the next week as the season gets closer. Again, the last couple of weeks I've been taking kind of a time off light. It's getting about two to three shows a week, but that should be uh, spiking up once again. We'll figure something out, Joe. We'll figure something out to bring up some more talk right here on Lockdown Spurs. So for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Hey!